0: You won't find them in the club, cause they are all up in the pub. They're our favorite nerds, they're the Twisted Sisters. You may like them, you may not, but you should probably give them a shot. They have the greatest words, they're the Twisted Sisters.
1: What's up, Twisters? Hello. Hello. Hello, um, it is um, our second, sorry, my computer is being weird. Okay, um, it's our second episode of January, and Tracy gets to do this one without a live audience, which um, I'm sure is less stressful than last week was. And without <laughs> being inebriated, yay! Yay, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: it usually progresses throughout the episode. Um, but, anyway. Uh, So, Tracy, I don't think we actually had you tell anything about yourself last week. I think we just kind of dove straight in. So um, would you give the listeners just a quick little synopsis of who you are? Who do you think you are, Tracy?
2: (laughs) Who do I think I am? What
3: gives you the right?
2: uh, I don't know. (laughs) Um, So a little bit about me. Okay, well, I live in Pennsylvania. I work in healthcare as a patient navigator for lung cancer. Mm-hmm. And it's a uh, really my passion. I kind of fell into it, but it's something I feel super strongly about. And uh, I have a pit bull and a 14 year old. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you can tell which one is making me happier by who I mentioned.'s <laughs> um, been married for 22 years. Oh. Um, and that's I guess that's about it. Oh, and I'm a
3: runner.
1: Yes, same. <laughs> so cool.
3: Um, so, what are we drinking tonight? Um, I guess I'll go. I am drinking another beer from uh, Middle uh, No Coast. Um, it's a it's a beer from a midwestern state. It's from oh, it's from Iowa. It's from Osceola, Iowa. Oh, yeah. um, I've I've read I've had this before, but um, I've had their beers before. I've talked about it, but this one is an agricultural. It's um a rye porter. I mm-hmm. really like it. Um. The description is we may live far from any bustling metropolis, but our palate is anything but provincial made with fine rye and black malt agriculture dry Porter imparts a warming whiskey feel. We brew this old world favorite with London ale yeast for that authentic finish. Give it a whirl and you'll feel rather worldly. And so, um, I like it. It's got a full Porter taste. I think one thing drinking this Porter makes me realize is that I prefer more rye porters. Um, Mm-hmm. More than the smooth ones, I like that kind of having like the sharp sharpness of the rye. Yeah, that gives it a little more interest, I guess. Because porter's character can, or something, they can kind of be too sweet sometimes and not have a lot of interest beyond the porter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just can be kind of blah. But um, that's why I generally like stouts better because they're fuller. They have more more layers, and so mm-hmm. I think that's one reason why I like this rye porter because it's got layers. But do you feel worldly? <laughs> well, oh. that's a different story. <laughs> Two sips in, I'm still not sure. <laughs> I guess we'll see by the end give, of the day. Give it time, give it time.
1: <laughs> what well, do you got, Tracy?
3: I am drinking,
2: it's called Old Man Winter. It's from a craft brewery out of New York called Southern Tier, and I've never had anything from them that I do not like. Um, but nice. this is their seasonal one called Old Man Winter. It's um, 7.5 alcohol by volume, mm-hmm. and it's got a little little bit, I don't want to say spice, just a touch of spice to it, but not one of those overwhelming holiday type of beers, but
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's a, a nice drink for a cool January evening.
1: Cool. Um, I'm drinking um, Creek Bed Vineyard Pinot Grigio that I picked up at um, Oliver Winery in... Um, I don't know let's see. Does it have the? Oh, in Bloomington, Indiana. I guess it's. It's hard to know. It's like in the middle. It's like in between Bloomington and Martinsville. So I don't know what the address is. But it's. Um, I picked it up there, um, on Saturday, um, right before the like between lunch and film. Not filming, recording the. <laughs> um, Pastors 100th. um, and I. So I've talked before on here about how I like Riesling, which is a. Um, kind of a semi-dry, semi-sweet wine, Um, and so a bunch of us went to um, a a wine tasting and tour of the winery. I think there were five. Well, five of us, and then the Pattersons and Nathan West showed up too, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to try out some dry reds and some drier things to see if there's something that I do like that I could drink. Um, and I bought two bottles. Um, one was a red wine and I, this is Zinfandel it was a red Zinfandel. Um, and then this is uh, white Pinot Grigio 2016 Greek, Greek ben vineyard. And it's really nice. It's just, it's white wine. <laughs> so, but I like it. It is Good. not, it's not sweet. It's definitely a dry wine, but it's not so dry that I'm, um, like my mouth dries out or anything, you know, it's not, yeah, yeah, I like that, but yeah, it's just very nice and light, Um, so yeah, pretty good, I'm drinking wine again, Amanda. (laughs) It's funny. Um, Okay, well, I think moving on, um, what are we fangirling about today?
3: Um, I am currently fangirling about Planet Earth 2. It came out, last year, but, um, and so it was available to watch in BBC America, yeah. um, but Christopher and I only got through, like, the first three episodes that way, because it was hard to stream. Um, now it's on Netflix, and so we can watch it more easily, because it's streaming just works better, mm-hmm. and so we've Watched. We've rewatched the first few episodes, and we've also watched the fourth episode, and uh, we just we love it. We we fell in love with Planet Earth when the first one came out, and then Blue Planet, and basically any nature show done by BBC that is narrated by David Attenborough, we're on board. Um, Yeah, for real. And he's like, he's just amazing. And and Blue uh, Planet two is coming out later in this late winter, early spring, Mm -hmm. and so we're going to be doing a David Attenborough doubleheader. <laughs> and cool. so it was just, I, we just love these, these nature documentaries because they make them so interesting. And, and once we've watched them a couple of times, cause we'll watch them over and over and over, we get to the point where we like narrate for the animals. And so Christopher was saying we could do like a, like um, a YouTube vlog. Like um Mystery Science Theater three (laughs) thousand style.
1: Uh-huh. Watching Attenborough videos. Watching Attenborough
3: nature
2: documentary. (laughs) That's
3: awesome. I would pay for that. Uh, Like there's there's one one of my favorite things that we do when there's um in the original Planet Earth is it's in the forest episode. And you see this the squirrel he's doing he's doing his job. He is collecting nuts for the winter and he is you know being busy and hard at work and there's these two other squirrels that are just fooling around having sex and then he gets eaten oh what? <laughs> the well. one that was doing what he's supposed to be doing is getting gets eaten by a fox and the two squirrels that are just having sex you know they they get to you know run off in the sunset all happily ever after while they were fooling around and so <laughs> i think that's immoral <laughs> The moral and that story. Someplace.
2: I was I was right there with you. <laughs> Go to so work yeah, tomorrow. We,
3: nope. We, just, we narrate for the squirrel and we also narrate for the for the male birds of paradise that are you know, they work so hard to, to get the attention of the females and then the females are usually like, eh. No. Then <laughs> they fly away. <laughs> and the males just kind of deflate. <laughs> it looks <Aww>. so
2: sad.
3: Deflated <laughs> like birds. I know. Kind
2: of sounds like Brad and Matt in high school. <laughs>
0: When I'm sober. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome.
3: They're gonna regret telling us all those facts about themselves. I know.
1: For real. So no, I mean, they were recorded on their podcast, so it's on the internet.
2: <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> so Tracy, what are you fangirling about today?
2: Okay, I'm getting all sciencey today because um I was looking at, I work in lung cancer, as I mentioned, and one of the hard things about lung cancer, well, there's a lot of hard things about lung cancer though, is getting tissue to do a diagnosis because in order to get a piece of that cancer, you gotta poke a hole in somebody's lung. Yeah. And as you can imagine, that's sort of, it's got some uh, risks associated with it. Yeah. So they're doing this thing now called liquid biopsies. Um, And so by taking just a blood sample, we're able to learn more about that particular cancer. And it was within the last week or two, there's been a lot of uh, new ways that they're looking at it and a lot of clinical trials coming out um, to use liquid biopsies for diagnosing cancer. Now, you still need to, at one point, get a sample, um, but the thing is you need to have enough of that sample so that you can know more about that particular type of cancer because your well, I don't want to say your cancer because hopefully not your cancer, but cancer isn't cancer, isn't cancer. Everybody's looks a little bit different. Um, so, we can find out if there's any targeted therapies or something that'll work um, just by doing a blood test, which is really cool. And what really excited me is that lung cancer is the redheaded stepchild of the oncology world. Um, there's oh. so much stigma associated with it because as soon as you hear about lung cancer, you first question is, did they smoke?
1: Yeah.
2: And that comes out when you look at research and funding, there's just not that much money that goes for lung cancer versus the other cancers because of the mm-hmm. stigma. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're not only looking at this test, but they're starting with lung cancer um, was really exciting that my, my cancer <laughs> is getting the attention. <laughs> so that was that was great because I love my cancer peeps. That's yeah. awesome.
0: And that's
3: that makes sense that that people if that that would be the cancer with the stigma, but it's sad because like, regardless of if you smoked or not um, like, first of all, that's not the only reason people get lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, You could have been exposed to asbestos or it could be genetic or, you know, it, or whatever. And even mm-hmm. if you got it because you smoked, that doesn't mean that you don't deserve every opportunity to survive the cancer as anybody else. Right. Like smoking is not the smartest choice. But that doesn't make you any less worthy of humanity or of life. Mm-hmm.
2: So and,
0: exactly. And
2: what I always say, since I work in, an, in a hospital, that anybody in the most of the people in the hospital did it to themselves. Whether it's heart disease or stroke or orthopedic injuries, they all did it to themselves. So why are we going to pick on the smokers? Yeah. You yeah. Know?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: Absolutely. Sorry, it's my soapbox issue. I'll put that away now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we all have a soapbox, or yeah. several in my case.
1: Ah, uh, mine too. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but um, cool. So yeah, that's that's really awesome that they can do something like do some tests before having to actually take a tissue or taking like lung tissue sample as well. Wow. Yeah, that does not sound. Without complications at all,
2: a few risks.
1: Yeah, just a few. Um, so I'm fangirling today about the Oki Geek podcast. So um, another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm willing to share the podcast love. Um, but the um, so okay, so I was going to be on the Oki Geek podcast on their like their all women's episode, except that there was confusion about when they were recording and it was actually um, while we were sitting in the coffee shop at you no, know, or maybe at, at brunch um, in, oh. in Bloomington on Saturday. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so no, didn't get, didn't make that, but still um, I've been listening since I got invited to be on it um, or mm-hmm. asked if I wanted to be on it. Um, I've been listening to the podcast and it is, um, two men and two women, um, here in Oklahoma city. Um, one of the guys is, um, actually one of the, um, local NPR, um, announcers or anchors or whatever they call them NPR people. Yeah. Um, he works in the, um, he's the morning show guy. Nice. Um, and they actually record at the local NPR studio too. So as Kind of fangirling over being able to go and record <laughs> at an actual studio and the NPR studio, uh, but uh, I'm kind of jealous. Of you.
3: Like, we don't have infrastructure support like that. Jesus.
1: I know for real. <laughs> like, I need to maybe I need to recruit um, someone from NPR to be on another podcast with me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Can I come
1: and record? Uh, <laughs> anyway, but. Um, They are, so they talk about, um, geeky stuff,
3: (laughs) um, gathered from the name.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so each one of them have their specialties about like their, um, about geek culture. So one guy's like a comic book expert. Um, what, let's see. Oh, like there's like a sci-fi expert and there's like, I mean, just all sorts of different things. So they're a lot of fun. Um, and their episodes are like an hour long or so, um, and yeah, so it's really it's really cool because it's split two men, two women, um, and um, so they're doing they're doing the gender split well. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all, as far as I can tell, they are all white, but you know, it's mm-hmm. Oklahoma, so yeah. Uh, we still we have plenty of minorities here too but you know it, that's podcasting is still very white yes i mean here we are <laughs> um, so you <Yeah. laughs> can't um criticize too much without criticizing us too um mm-hmm. but uh yeah it's just a lot of fun so check out the okie okay podcast if you're geek if you're listening to us you probably at least like something nerdy so (laughs) probably probably (laughs) Probably. just a little bit and if you um aren't willing to admit it to other people you can admit it to yourself it's fine don't be too cool to be to love something so much (laughs) like that's all (laughs) like being a geek or nerd is about like i uh um was telling one of the guys like at my former church that um he was a. It was a, like he was a geek about sports. Yeah, he like he's like you can't be a geek about sports. I'm like, yeah, like, yeah you, you can. can. You know, like all the stats about everything. He's like, well, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're a geek about sports. Yes. It's oh, fine. It's fine. Like
3: Christopher that, is a proud geek about sports. Like, yeah, he's proud of being a geek about sports.
1: Yeah, it's
3: definitely yeah. possible. All,
1: all geeks are like uh, being a geek is just um, being um, able to love something with with abandon
3: yeah like and And you don't care how other people look at you yeah and your love for it
1: yeah exactly
2: so just so like
3: i'm a joe biden geek oh yes yes.
2: (laughs) i got it yes (laughs) so
1: okay well uh you ladies ready to move on to the unraveling i think so let's do it For our unraveling today, we have with us our friend, Laura, um, who we met on Twitter. Hey, Laura. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Not bad. Cool. Um, So Laura is a pharmacist, and she also works in um, mental health awareness and mental health care. Um, And so we wanted to have her on to talk about all of that. Um, And so Laura, could you just like kind of start us out with um,
4: how you grew up? who you are. (laughs) (laughs) How I grew up, well, um, let's see, I grew up Catholic, Mm -hmm. strict Catholic, um, and how I got into pharmacy, that was the only job I ever had, really. I worked in a pharmacy in high school, and I was like, oh, I guess this will be pretty cool, so went to pharmacy school, and then I got into um, becoming a mental health advocate, because I have depression myself, Mm -hmm. and had it for, Looking back, I think it was grade school, really, to be honest, before we really knew what it was. Um, but yeah, I've had it, had it since then and just recently learning how to manage it. And there's so much stigma involved with it that I decided, well, you know what? I can use my pharmacy background and my personal experience, kind of tie it together and try to get the word out and explain exactly what mental health is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Um,
1: wow. Like I, <laughs> I, I it, 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 you're just talking about how you, um, like you worked in a pharmacy in high school and then you went to pharmacy, pharmacy yep. school. I'm like, man, my, <laughs> my path went like this. Well, like, you know I what?
4: <laughs> I had a very boring path. So I'm actually kind of envious of people that, you know, like they maybe took a break or they switched uh-huh. majors. I mean, I'm kind of envious of that because I had a boring life
1: I still do I get I get that too like when I was evangelical I was a little um jealous of Mm. the people who didn't grow up in the church and who had like a testimony they're like oh I was like this and everything and then oh yeah and then it hit me and I was
4: saved and yeah I was
1: like I don't like i Probably was in church a week after I was born, if even that long, and ever since, and so I was like, I don't
4: know how it's, I. It's do. like all you knew.
1: Yeah. So, um, but so yeah, you know, it's the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah, and all absolutely. That.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I can definitely relate to that too. Like, same for me, Becky. Like, I don't remember anything before church, and yeah. Remember when I got baptized at 14? I gave my testimony. I was like trying to find things to add, so do more than five minutes. Long. <laughs> yeah, make it a
4: little more exciting. Yes.
3: Yeah. Like I yeah. got saved when I was five. Yep.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and that's about it.
2: Yep. <laughs> so, for what it's worth, since I didn't grow up in a super religious upbringing, when you go into those settings, you feel like a freak so you know it has <laughs> just kind of look around and go what are they doing
4: <laughs> everyone's
2: hands are up are, are mine supposed to be up <laughs> well
4: mm-hmm. we didn't do that as catholics so we just did you know like more of the chants and you know no bibles we don't read the bible
2: mm-hmm. right yeah <laughs> Uh, actually i grew up catholic but not strict catholic so Uh, i I know what you mean (laughs)
4: yeah it's like the bible was decorative like you have that family bible that no one opens and it has like this gold cover and it's just it's it's on display
3: Mm -hmm. it's crazy it's interesting because okay so my husband converted to catholicism a couple years ago and he grew up baptist and so for him catholicism there's a richness to the tradition that Mm -hmm. informs his faith and it allows him to experience it in a way that never made sense when he was a baptist because he never connected to you know faith the way the baptists do it Mm -hmm. and so for him he really loves that but we talk all the time about how one of the biggest differences between like just as an example, Baptists and Catholics as Baptists are, you know, sola scriptura and Catholics value tradition so much. And like, and how it really, you need to incorporate both really.
0: Right, yeah.
3: It's, it can't, It's not just one or the other. Like they both, de- I mean, and it depends on what you believe, but if you're a person of faith, it's both scripture and the tradition mm-hmm. of the people throughout the centuries and millennia that have lived the faith.
4: Right, and you can definitely take some from each one. Yeah. Definitely.
3: Yeah. There's just in- interesting sorry. Driver trail. Interesting wave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll look at it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
1: um so let's see. So okay. Um so what kind of like how many women are there in pharmacy? Like is it still a is it a male dominated um, Place or is it female or? Split? You know what?
4: Actually, it's a little more female. Is it? Okay. Um, yep, yeah, it is. Interesting. Yeah, and um just in general and practice, and then also um, in pharmacy school, it's a lot more women. Wow. That
3: is like, what's the ratio? Do you know? Because my husband's in vet school, and they're, oh wow. he's one of maybe twenty guys in his class, and there's one hundred and twenty people in his class.
4: Oh my gosh. Um, I don't think there's that much of a difference, but I know it's more than 50%. It's Mm -hmm. like maybe 60, 60, Mm -hmm. 65, but it's, it's definitely rising.
3: Mm -hmm. Do do you know why it's rising? Like why, what is it about pharmacology that is, that is doing a better job at, at being, you know, addressing that
4: Um, thing for so long? Honestly, when I went to pharmacy school, which was, decades ago um, one of the main things was you can work part-time oh. and you can have a family you know you can work part-time um so i'm assuming that's still some of it i don't know for sure but you know that was a definite draw interesting uh, um because i'm a
1: i don't know if you know i'm a chemist um an organic chemist oh. um i work for the, the state in the um essentially the EPA for the state-level okay. state EPA. Um, and it, it, my department, well, my, um, my group is pretty much split male and female. I think maybe we might have like one more, like one more man than um, half, like than exactly half or so, or maybe one more woman. I can't remember. Like, I have to count them all up, but um, it's pretty well split. So I, I understand that um, there are fewer women in STEM than there are men, but in my in my little um, group, I don't see that, which mm-hmm. is kind of an interesting um, thing for society as a whole, I'd say, where um, there are areas where women are underrepresented underrepresented but if you like take it down to the micro level with like just a small group it might not necessarily be that way but on the aggregate it is but mm-hmm. with pharmacy it sounds like overall like so chemists I would say still are very male mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh even though my little context is not but pharmacy overall being more female is
4: yeah definitely but
1: that makes a lot of sense though that it would be that um, being able to work part-time is a big draw.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So very cool. Huh. We'll have, to, we'll have to talk to Dan about that one. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Dan, and, Dan and Jonathan, our yeah. only two pharmacists in the Past pub are male. Oh, really?
4: Yeah. They're pharmacists.
1: Yeah. We have two pharmacists. Yeah. I had no idea.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't, did they mention it? The guy? No, no, no! Not the not the pastards. Um, oh, okay. You know, two two guys in the pub in the private Facebook group. The, oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, so Dan, um, who actually answered a question on uh, asked a ask a scientist question back a few months ago on our um, on our podcast, um, he's a pharmacist.
4: Oh, so. right. Okay, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I yeah. Remember that.
1: Um, And then we have another guy, uh, Jonathan, who also is but. Anyway,
4: yeah. Um,
1: so um, one of our big themes on this podcast is um, smashing patriarchy. Um, and we heard that you have a story about that.
4: Oh, I do. Um, this was back when I worked for a big retail chain, which I will not mention. <laughs> but um, we got a new district manager. And he was one of those guys that walks in, he was dressed like a detective, you know, like in the dark suit, the overcoat. And he was really tall and he just like threw his weight around. He walked around like he was like, you know, like hot shit. And, you know, he, he didn't care about anything but throwing his weight around. And he hated women, absolutely no. hated women. So whenever he would mention a problem or something and I stood up to him, he hated me. He absolutely hated me. And we like butted heads nonstop. But I was just like, you're an idiot. You're an absolute idiot. Mm -hmm. So then it came time for, well, back then there were usually two pharmacists that worked there. And one was in charge, known as the pharmacist in charge. Mm -hmm. And whenever they left, for whatever reason, the other pharmacist would usually get promoted to that position. Mm -hmm. So my partner, who was the pharmacist in charge, left. And everyone, we just all assumed since I had been there for five freaking years, Mm -hmm. I would get promoted. So a couple weeks later, he walks in with this guy that had just graduated and told me that basically he was going to be my boss and he was going to be the pharmacist in charge. Oh no. Exactly. Exactly. It's like,
3: it's like he wasn't even trying to make it look like he found someone more qualified.
4: That's the whole thing. I'm like, if you're going to pull this, at least be smart about it don't be an idiot, you know? So, so the other, this guy that came in, he like pulled me aside. He's like, look, I don't want this job. I know you should have it. I don't want any part of it. I don't (laughs) know what the hell's going on. Oh Oh, yeah. I mean, he was just like, so I'm like, okay, that's good to know. I said, but I need you to know that this, this shit's went down. This is not going
0: to happen. Yeah.
4: So I don't even remember who I called like above him. I, I don't even remember. But I said, you know, I explained. I'm like, this is not going well. So I said, you know, we need to talk about it, or there will be a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so then I was like, well, you know what? I need to pull up some facts. I can't just say this is the way it is. Mm-hmm. So I went to the policy and procedure manual and found out that you had to be there at least a year to get that position. <laughs> oh. So I'm like, again, I'm like saying, like, if you're going to do it, at least be smart about it. Don't be an idiot. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Um, I was married at the time and my ex-husband said, he's like, if you want to go ahead with this, he's like, I'm with you. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm kind of afraid to do it. Cause this could be a big thing. This could lead into some big, you know, yeah. right, right, exactly. But then at the time we didn't have kids yet. And I was like, well, you know what, if I have a daughter, how, what kind of example would it be if I didn't do something? Mm, You know, like how, whenever the time came that she would face something like that, which I'm sure she will, all women do, you know, like how, how would I be a good example to say, well, the same thing happened to me and I did nothing about it,
0: Mm -hmm.
4: you know? So the next thing I remember is their, their lawyers and one of the presidents of something called me at home on my day off. And at the time I'm sitting there coloring my hair. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, I have like, I think to myself, i like, I have 20 minutes before I got to rinse this out. I don't have all day to talk to you people <laughs> or something that one of your employees did, you yeah. know? So I actually made them call me back in like an hour later and <laughs> I was pissed. Yeah, I was that- really <laughs> pissed. I'm like, this is my day off. I'm coloring my hair. How dare you? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh my God, I was pissed off. So, anyway, so they had the letter from the lawyer, and they said, I said, Look, this is what I want. I said, I wanted back pay. I wanted the position. I wanted all of my lawyer's fees covered. I mean, you know, none of that, you know, pain and suffering stuff, just blatant, like, you know, what the fees were. Straightforward. Exactly. Yeah. I said, and most importantly, I want an apology from him in front of every single employee in that store.
0: <gasps> in
4: which, <laughs> let me tell you what was more important than anything else. And let me, there was nothing better when that asshole came in. I literally locked the doors of the pharmacy, <laughs> brought all of the employees together and made him apology. And I i can, I swear to God right now, I can picture him leaning on the desk. I can picture the look on his face. It was Other than the birth of my daughter, the best moment of my life.
1: Hell yeah, sister. That's awesome. It
4: was amazing. Oh, my
3: God. Okay, so did he stay a jerk after that or did he just avoid you? He
4: avoided me. He avoided me at all costs.
3: I'm sure. Yeah. You humiliated him.
4: Oh, it was. I was just like, and and the thing that got me this is like, you're such an idiot. I mean, if you're going to pick somebody, know what what the, the policies are for your company yeah I mean you were such an idiot but yeah the look on his face when he had to apologize Mm -hmm. you you
0: go
3: girl oh my god
4: that's (laughs) amazing
3: that's like that's the kind of story that I think all women wish we could have oh it was
4: well (laughs) it was (laughs) it was scary though I mean you know it, it really was scary at the time because you know like my husband at the time said he's like you know this could blow up into like a point they want to make, yeah. And they could use you, but I, like I said, I, I was just like, if I ever have a daughter, I got to go through with it.
0: Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And like as hard as and I, th- I think what I mean by like a, a story every woman wishes she could have is because we've all been through shit like that. We've all been treated that way, but the people treating us that way aren't always stupid, right? Or so most of us don't have the opportunity to right. do what you did. Mm-hmm. right to get that kind of justice and vindication Absolutely. and to get the back pay and the job and the apology like oh
4: it was it's like the stars were aligned or something i mean it, yeah. i i know that i was very lucky with it's all so of that
3: cool stuff. though i mean you weren't just you worked for that though like you fought it wasn't just luck
4: I oh well I know, but just the fact that I guess the fact that he was dumb was luck. <laughs> I mean, I a, a
1: literal dumb luck.
4: So like, exactly. 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 <laughs> oh wow, well. yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean there's there's luck in every situation, but you also have to seize the seize the moment when it comes to you.
4: Yeah. Oh and he just it was, I think it was also like fury. I mean, I was yeah. pissed off. I was, I was livid. And this poor guy, this other pharmacist, he's just like caught in the middle of it. Oh, and like, yeah. Every day I'd come in. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, we're good. <laughs> we are good. Don't worry yeah. about it.
1: Yeah.
3: So and was he it, a good colleague after it all got, you know, fixed? Oh my it? gosh.
4: He was great the whole time. Yeah. I mean, right off the bat, he told me, he's like, I don't know why I'm here. He's like, you know, he's like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, all right, just bear with me because this is not going to happen. Nice. Nice.
3: Yeah, that'd be hard to be right out of pharmacy school and suddenly thrown into this big, like, gender war.
4: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And then afterwards, like, he and I would laugh about it because he's like, I had never been in the store. I don't know, like, the people. I don't know the area. I don't know the doctors. (laughs) And we're just like, we were just laughing because it was so ridiculous that he would get the job instead of me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It it just doesn't make any sense at all. But, and that's, I mean, that was a very clear example of, of gender discrimination. Oh yeah. I mean, if it's that blatant.
2: So when he apologized, did he say anything about the, why he did what he did?
4: Oh, no, it was just it was like short and sweet and the least amount of words he could say. He just said, I was wrong. I'm sorry. You know, the position is rightfully yours. And it was just basically probably what somebody wrote for him is probably Mm -hmm. what it was. But just having everyone there and him to say it to me was it, it was so worth it. Mm-hmm.
3: They probably told him what to say to make sure he didn't say something stupid and open up. Like, oh, exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Get oh. himself and the company into more trouble. Yeah.
3: I wish I could have been the fly on the wall when he was being, you know, reprimanded and told what he oh. had to
4: do. <laughs> oh, me too. Believe me, me too. <laughs>
1: oh, that's amazing. Um. So moving that along to, um, you talked about, you got, um, interested in mental health advocacy, um, because of your depression. Um, would you tell us a little more about, about what you do? Like, what, what do you do for mental health advocacy? And,
4: um, basically just trying to help end the stigma surrounding Mm. it. You know, whenever people hear mental health, they automatically think, oh, that person's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
4: You know, and there's so many people, myself included, that have, you know, depression or anxiety, um, bipolar, and we can function very well. You know, there's really no difference between, you know, diabetes or high blood pressure. It's just, unfortunately, it's nothing you can measure. Mm. You know, there's no test, you know, for high blood pressure. They can take a reading and say, okay, you know what, you're fine. Your blood pressure is a little high. Mm -hmm. um you know diabetes you do a blood test but for anything regarding mental health there's no test. which i think if there were a test and you were able to say oh my serotonin levels are this people would be like oh yeah you have depression you better take something Mm -hmm. and that's not the case Mm -hmm. yeah
3: or even to know like how maybe the your medication should be adjusted because like exactly you're
4: exact yeah because exactly
3: I, mean, right. I, have, I have depression too, and I'm not on anything right now for lots of different reasons. But I was put on Prozac, mm-hmm. and it helped for a little while because it helped me. It, it for a couple of weeks I stopped having panic attacks because I was having panic attacks like every day. So it helped for a while with the panic attacks, but then eventually stopped working. -hmm. It's not only were my panic panic attacks back, but I couldn't read my emotions anymore. Like I felt I couldn't tell when my emotions were going up and down, so I couldn't prepare for the panic for the panic attack. I didn't know when it was coming, which hit me because the Prozac just made me feel so numb. And it's like, and there's no blood test I can take to say, okay, the Prozac is out of whack because of this or whatever. Yep. Is for sure,
4: like you just have to, it's just a shot in the dark. You have to
3: keep trying different things.
4: It is. It's so frustrating. And then also, it takes a good while for the medications to work. Yeah. So okay. you have a good month to two months before you find out if they're working or not,
0: mm-hmm. oh, wow. which
4: is frustrating. But then it's even more frustrating if they don't work because then you've wasted two months yeah. trying a medication that just doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, so wow. then you have to wean off of that while you're weaning up on something else. And it, it's so frustrating. Yeah. And and then-
1: see, and I have, I have ADHD and anxiety
4: mm-hmm. and
1: um, I get, <laughs> uh, when you say that, that makes me feel fortunate because uh, stimulant medications work almost immediately mm-hmm. um, and wear off by the end of the day. Um, so I, um, but I've, I'm on my second um, stimulant medication since I got diagnosed and I got, I didn't get diagnosed until I was 31. Oh, wow. Um, And it was only because my dad got diagnosed at 61 and he told me about that. I'm like, huh, maybe I should get checked because. (laughs) Sounds familiar. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um,
1: So I went and got evaluated um, and I was like 90th percentile for my age group. and and age group. Um I was like, oh (laughs) yeah, that explains a lot. (laughs) So um but yeah I um tried one stimulant medication um and it was not good. Um and then and then I just stopped taking any at all. And I just drank coffee. (laughs) Um which helped for a while until it didn't anymore. Um and then uh actually we had um uh what spurred me to get back on medication or to try medication again was um one of our other guests christian janeway who was on back um goodness like i don't know probably at least 6 months ago i guess yeah, it was a while well, let's see when did i get back on medication probably like in may so man it's been longer than
3: that um I'm going to look because I'm curious now.
1: She and her husband and like all of their kids have ADHD also. Um, and she was talking about medications and all the research she's done. I'm like, okay, so I'll try this other medication. Um, but even still, I've gone through different dosages
0: mm-hmm.
1: because it's about like, how does it affect my day-to-day life? And it's not... right. Um, it's, it's not something I've heard that there are some kind of blood tests for like to determine which type of medication might be better for you with ADHD, but I not done any of that.
4: Yeah. And they're not, they're still not specific, yeah. you know, like, like for a diabetic.
3: Yeah. You know, that, that's oh, just
4: yeah. black and white. There's, you know, it just, that is what it is. Whereas with mental health, there's not, and it's funny that you mentioned like ADD and ADHD. Mm-hmm. Because there's a huge stigma surrounding that as well, mm-hmm. um, especially with kids. Um, oh, yeah. In in practice, I've seen a lot of people say, oh, well, you know what? Their parents just need to discipline them more. Mm-hmm. Right. And exactly. eh, no, not really. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's yeah. not how it works. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No? yeah, exactly. It's not a failing of the parents to keep their kids in line. To- right,
4: right. It's, you know, something's going on with the brains and it, does, mm-hmm. it just doesn't matter that, you know, unless you treat that, nothing else is really going to matter.
3: Yeah,
4: absolutely. Yeah.
3: All right. So I have a question. I, I think I might have ADHD as well. I'm pretty sure I do, but I've never been evaluated for it officially. So what, if you, I mean, obviously pharmacy is different from like the actual diagnosis, but Mm -hmm. like you guys, you know so much more about, at least in my experience, I find it so much easier to talk to pharmacists about medication than doctors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And so would you, do you think it's better, like if you have more than one thing, if you have depression and anxiety and potentially ADHD, what is the priority to try to address first? Um,
4: I would say the one that is affecting you the most, but I would definitely, what I would definitely do is um, you know, not to knock general practitioners, but make sure you're seeing a psychiatrist. Mm
3: Um, (laughs) but the psychiatrist I saw, he was very dismissive.
4: Um, Okay. Then you know what belief
3: of ADHD that my needing to be tested for ADHD. He's like, you're just depressed. You just need Prozac. Okay.
4: Then (laughs) I would say, try to find another one. I was going to say, um, have another one that you could go to because that's exactly what I would say to you. Yeah. Yeah. Because the same goes with therapists. Um, one of the things that we were taught is it's kind of like you have to go and interview them,
0: mm-hmm.
4: you know, because they're sometimes they're just not the right, the right fit. They've, you know, there's different methods that they were trained in and, you know, it has nothing to do with you or them per se. You're just not a good fit. And or there's
0: absolutely
4: right. Exactly. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with trying to find another one, whether it's a doctor or a therapist mm-hmm. You know, you just have to keep looking into, and you'll know when you click with them. You'll just yeah. know. Yeah. The
2: hard part is the whole insurance thing. I ran into that. Oh, with my
4: son, yeah. Uh looking for
2: a psychiatrist and uh, couldn't find an adolescent psychiatrist who accepted insurance. insurance. They were oh my gosh. let you lay it out, um, but we were talking like thousands yeah. <laughs> to lay it out. And then yeah. you get reimbursed to portion. So it's like, you want to find that right person, but it's like, well, if I have to pay out of pocket, that's yeah. going to be hard. So yeah. we really have to uh, look at how we handle mental health from a reimbursement standpoint in this country. It's, it's shame. Yeah.
4: It's, Oh, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame that it's not treated the same as um, just physical health or, you know, quote, regular health. Yeah. Um, it's, it, yeah, the resources out there are just not very good.
3: Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, like, obviously it's expensive enough as it is finding a general practitioner that fits you Yep. well that you feel like you can trust or, or OBGYN or, you know, just, or a dentist, like it's, that's hard enough. And then and it's ex- expensive enough. And then you add on mental health pr- professionals and mental health Advocacy and uh, just there's so there's just not a lot out there. Mm -mm. And if you're and if money is an issue, like
4: there's a huge barrier, it's a huge oh, it's huge, it's huge. And just yeah, I mean, a mental health is something you don't want to leave unaddressed,
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
4: you know, it's just if it's untreated, it can cause so many. There's just a spiral downward, Mm yeah, you know, and for some reason. The community just doesn't see it that way. You know, I'm not quite sure why.
3: It's so confusing. Like, okay, so you fight against the stigma. Like, what is it specifically that you come up against the most? Beyond like um, me, like me, the, like the stigma that I always heard growing up in a very fundamentalist evangelical culture was that any mental health issues you have is really spiritual failing
0: on your own part.
4: Yeah, oh, when it comes to like a religious community, absolutely. Um, But just in a generalized uh, community, it's more, um, you know, think happy thoughts or Mm. you're not strong enough. You can snap out of it. That's the big one Mm. is you're not strong enough and, you know, just be more positive. And, you know, or, or also um, one of my absolute favorites is, you know, there's people that have it worse than you. I don't know why you're depressed. Oh, oh fuck. No. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yep. Yep. There's people worse off than you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my favorite one. I've been told that quite a bit and I just want to like throat punch somebody. Yeah. And so yeah.
3: People don't understand there's a difference between being a privileged prick and struggling with mental health. There, there's definitely people out there. Who they don't see their privilege, and they're complaining about things that they think are bad, when they don't. When they don't see their privilege, but when it comes right. to mental health, that's a totally different animal. Yeah, yep. if you're depressed, it doesn't matter your socioeconomic
4: well, status. No, it doesn't. And what I'll say to them is, I'm like, well, how about Robin Williams? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. a perfect example. He had all of the money all of the privilege he had, what, what did he have bad going for him? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely nothing. It was something in his brain. It was a chemical imbalance. And he
3: was a happy person. Like, yes. Like no one would tell Robin Williams, you know, snap out of it, be happy. Like Right.
4: And that, that's also another, you know, stigma is if you're smiling, you can't be depressed. Mm -hmm. They expect the main thing is they think you're going to be sad and crying all the time, which definitely is part of it. Mm -hmm. You know, absolutely. But you know, you can be functioning, you can be smiling and still be depressed. I mean, people don't know how hard you're pushing through to give that smile to somebody. Right.
1: And a lot of comedians are comedians because they're depressed. Yes.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, So yeah. yeah Nadia
3: Boltz Weber talks about that in Pastrix. Oh, does she? Yeah. Um, she's a, a Lutheran pastor. She's I don't know if you've heard of her Laura, but she's um she's a Lutheran pastor out in Colorado. And she she didn't beca- she didn't go to seminary until she was a lot older than the norm. Um and she's and she she became a pastor because she wanted to be a pastor to the misfits in society. And so she's got like tattoos on both arms, she's got short hair, you know. Mikey, short-haired she, shes she's so cool she's amazing and in her book tricks which is kind of like her first memoir that she wrote, she talks about that because all of her friends before she went to seminary and after they were all like the local comedians and she mm-hmm. talked all the time about how what a serious um, um, problem there is in that in in that group that's just that like subculture of society of depression, in the comedian circles. I just thought that was, I mean, it made sense when I read it, but yeah. I think that's something that people are starting to recognize more, but again, there's the stigma.
4: Yeah. It's just, people think that if you're depressed, you should be crying. You should be sad. Mm-hmm. And you know, once you're not doing that, you're better. Yeah. And okay. it's like, no, no, just because I'm functioning, I'm not better. Mm-hmm.
2: And they don't know what the thoughts are going on in the head while all that's happening.
4: Exactly. And there, you know, there's a lot of days where it's, it's just hell getting out of bed, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you show up somewhere and you're actually functioning and people think you're okay, but it's like, damn, it took every ounce of energy I have just to get here,
0: Mm -hmm.
4: you know, and it's just, people don't see that, but I think it's because they're not educated Mm -hmm. about it, you know, so you know, a big part of being an advocate is trying to just to educate the public about mm. what it is. And also so they could, so they can be better listeners too, mm. Yeah, to yeah. a friend or a family member that has a mental health issue.
2: Yeah. So, yeah I also, <laughs> that's the theme of the night. We all struggle with this. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, we're in good company. Um, and that's the part that always floors me is when you take somebody who's struggling with self-worth and then you Mm -hmm. tell them, you know, you're, you're being ridiculous. Why do you feel this way? It's like, well, thanks for adding to my self-loathing because now I just feel like you
4: you just knocked me down for a glass
2: yes so yeah no i shouldn't feel like this so i'm just being selfish gee thanks and now i know i'm worthless so right
4: and it's it's you know going back to the physical health thing would somebody that has diabetes say oh i shouldn't have this i what did i do i can't believe i have diabetes you know with i should snap out of it Mm
0: -hmm.
4: you know you would never say that
3: no no you would never say that okay so for people who are listening who maybe have a family member or a friend who's struggling with depression and they want to help,
4: what should they do and what shouldn't they do? (laughs) Um, The best thing they can do is to just be there and be a good listener, Mm. Um, to be open-minded because everyone that has a mental health problem is going through it differently. Mm. You know, Mm. so there's no concrete thing to say you know, it, it'll be different for everybody, yeah. but I would say to just listen and just be let them know that you're there for them mm-hmm. and that you're not judging them. That's a big one. Um, you know, no judgment that you're there for them. Um, and sometimes just a simple hug with no words um, and just let them know that if they ever need to talk, that you're there.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, no judgment. Um, it, that's a big thing is people are afraid to say something because they're afraid of the reaction from the friend or the family member. Um, And then some things to not say going back to, you know, just snap out of it. Oh, you have, you know, some people have it so worse, you know, why, why do you feel depressed? Mm -hmm. Um, To just, to just be very accepting and, you know, love and let them know that you're there.
1: Mm Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so you have a, a blog where you talk about uh, mental health issues yes.
4: and health advocacy. Um, where would people find yes. that? Um, it's called the pharmacist on mental health. Um, and my website is on the pharmacist on It's very long, which I didn't realize at the time when I created it, what a pain it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> it but, yeah. you know, oh my gosh. But, um, also on Twitter at pharmacist mh, mm-hmm. and then also uh, on Instagram at pharmacist mh seventeen. Um, cool.
1: And then um, also heard that you have a podcast that you've just started too.
4: We just yeah, my friend and I just started it. We've we've just finished episode three, and um, it's a good friend of mine. She spent ten years in a cult. Oh so, wow so Same. yeah
3: well actually
4: longer <laughs> <laughs> Amanda grew up in a cold yeah oh my gosh but she um she didn't grow up in one she joined it with her ex-husband when she was in her early 20s Oof. and That's, she said that sounds ten-
3: even worse
4: yeah yeah and she went into it thinking oh this is a bunch of bullshit you know, she went into it thinking that, but stayed for 10 years. And even with that mentality, she's still kind of brainwashed, still kind of has PTSD, the whole bit.
0: Hmm.
4: So, yeah. So, the podcast is just basically her telling her story. Yeah. Wow. wow.
0: Did, what's, yeah, the, what's the, the podcast the
4: called? name of it? <laughs> it's, it's called I Got the Hell Out. Oh. I, i love that (laughs) so yeah so like i said we're just we just finished episode three um (laughs) and we're on twitter we're on facebook we have a a closed group on facebook but basically we let anybody in Mm -hmm. um and on instagram as well okay um
1: we will have to introduce you to the lady pod squad too Mm -hmm.
4: oh good yeah yeah it's uh, a fun group
1: yeah it is a fun group and you get a lot of um support there and um
3: and guests too, sometimes and, and guests yeah Ooh. our
1: last guest uh, not the live episode but our guests before that we actually met in the lady pod squad
4: <laughs> oh get out oh, that's great yeah
1: um uh, well and then well I guess we met the three submit sisters on twitter but they're in there as well
4: yes yeah.
3: um
1: but um okay so I think you've told people already uh, told our listeners where they can get, get you online so um Any, anything else you wanted to chat about? I think we covered everything that you'd
3: mentioned to us, (laughs) covered everything. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I think we did. You do a really good job of just like getting to the point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> sometimes we have guests so i listen later and i'm like where did that go, where did that go?
4: <laughs> it's always fun but you're just like, Wait. Well, what's funny is my friend debbie that i do the other podcast with she's like that i have to wrangle her back in <laughs> which i mean it's great because she's telling the story she's a fantastic storyteller mm-hmm. but like she'll just go off on a tangent and i'm like okay let's bring it back to this weird <laughs> back in that's
3: what, exactly. that's what becky does on this podcast okay <laughs>
4: yeah I'm, I'm not as good at it as
3: callie was but yeah oh gosh callie callie's <laughs>
0: like
3: yeah she was like <laughs> she did this look on her face i'm like oh i'm going down rabbit trail again
1: <laughs>
3: so, well
1: laura thanks so much for joining us well, thank um, you so much for having me on i think this was good information for um all of our listeners um and there are a lot of people in the Pastors pub with us who
4: struggle with depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And um, the numbers are large. huge. There's a yeah. lot more, Oh, you know, yeah. yeah, a lot of people, they won't speak freely about it because of the stigma. Yeah. yeah. So there is an awful lot of people.
3: Yep.
1: Sure are. Yeah. I think every single member of my, like my biological family does, has something. Um, so, yeah. Yep. Yes. Yep. yep. So. Well, thanks so much uh, for joining us tonight and um, have a wonderful night.
4: Thanks. You too.
1: Okay. So feedback time. Um, do we have any new five star reviews?
3: We don't, but um, we also know that everybody in the pub was really busy last weekend. This is um, true. and probably recovering this week from the Passwords 100 episode.
1: Which was- I, I do know that I've been sucking down water like crazy.
3: Same. <laughs> so,
1: the, I went to dinner with, um, with one of my best friends um the one that's left here in town um on tuesday night and i just like like kept drinking water i'm like, <laughs> I'm like i must be super dehydrated so
0: yeah
3: uh, yeah i drank so much water on the drive home the next day mm-hmm. oh, and christopher drove most of it because i was yeah that was a bad hangover. That was, that was the worst hangover ever. Had. I didn't have a hangover this year. No, you didn't. And Matt threw up in his own house. Yes. It was
0: not me.
3: <laughs> oh, it was so much fun, though. Both their live episode and our live episode. Oh, it was mm-hmm. so much fun. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, if you liked our live episode, go give us a review at iTunes. And if you're not and if you weren't there and you didn't go give us a five-star review, you weren't recovering from anything, people. So,
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's your excuse? So,
1: <laughs> so exactly. Go out there and give us a five-star review. If you Okay, here's the thing. If you're listening to us and you listen to us every week, don't you want other people to listen to us, too? If mm-hmm. you do giving us a five-star review and writing some words in it um, is one of the best ways to do that. Yes. Um, the best way is to tell people about it. Just like mm-hmm. evangelize
3: for. Yeah. You know, Someone take Becky's pub evangelist title away from her. Yeah. Please <laughs> um, make it a challenge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um,
1: but uh, another great way is to. Um, give us a five-star review on Apple podcast. Um, I think, and I feel like there might be some other places you can too, but that's Apple is like, Apple's the one that like kind of started podcasts. And so they kind of have a corner on the market for yeah. which podcasts get um, noticed, put on the list, get noticed. So um, yeah. that helps uh, us to get noticed. So if you love us, help us out. Thank you.
2: <laughs> you know you love us <laughs>
1: yeah totally um okay so um do we have any new patrons
2: unfortunately no new patrons this week okay what well, but you can become one very easily mm-hmm. this patreon.com slash twisted sisters that's it Join us,
1: even for just one dollar a month um and i don't know you'll heard about it i think we we may have mentioned it briefly, but um Patreon did not do the change in the fee structure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you pledge one dollar, you pay one dollar. Um, if you pledge five dollars, you pay five dollars. If you pledge ten dollars, you pay ten dollars. So um and it will it still all comes out the first of the month instead of like multiple times a month, which was kind of the most ridiculous thing. But anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so yeah. Drop us drop us a buck or five bucks. You really won't miss it. Like I I support a few different um podcasts and just have it in my budget and it just comes out every month.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. Same. So. Yep. I support the pastors and um exangelical and holy heretics and the liturgists. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I do all of those as well and ask science Mike.
3: Oh, yeah, Science Mike, too. Yep.
1: I- uh, and I'm Steve ba- in- and Austin. Boston. Um, I'm and homebrewed, yeah, the Homebrew Culture Cast, too. Nice. So, yeah. Um, okay. So, Twitter feedback. Um, we really only had one that was uh, specific to one of our episodes. Um, so, the corn goblin at bear name blue. Um, Christopher Amanda's husband. Um, <laughs> tweeted at Twisted Sisters at Seville and MD Becky. You mentioning the hypospray on the live episode reminded me of another hashtag Trek tech invention last year. Um, and he linked to a, a an article about that's entitled "Here's a Star Trek Tricorder that won the three million Qualcomm X Prize." So, there's a tricorder as well, which is super cool. So, um, not only can you um, treat like treat um, illnesses like a Star Trek doctor, you can also diagnose illnesses like a Star Trek doctor. So, awesome, awesome, awesome.
3: That's so like, cool. Like,
1: fangirling about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I guess that means we can move on to hashtags now. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, first off, I'm going to um, do this. I wrote this up because Michael always says it the same way every time. And I'm going to start saying it like this too. So closing time. Um, rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs>
0: Support
1: for this podcast comes from listeners like you at patreon.com slash sisters. Support us on Patreon to get sisters swag, bonus content, and even help shape the content of this show. So now let's go into hashtags. What do y'all have?
3: Um, do I want to go first, Tracy? Sure. Okay.
2: So first one, hashtag feeling worldly. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag David Attenborough doubleheader. (laughs) Hashtag willing to share the podcast love. Mm -hmm. Hashtag they talk about geeky stuff. Mm -hmm. Hashtag truly dumb luck. (laughs) Hashtag you wouldn't say that to someone with diabetes. Mm. Hashtag she grew up in a cult. Mm -hmm. Hashtag I got the hell out yeah I got yeah. a lot today <laughs> hashtag worst hangover ever <laughs> and my favorite hashtag Matt threw up in his own house
1: <laughs> I was listening to the 100th episode um last night and uh matt <laughs> I got I got mentioned a lot I didn't realize how much they Talked about me at the hundredth, but then listening to it again, like, oh my gosh, guys,
3: okay, get off of it, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, apparently, there's such a thing as being too well known. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay though. Like, I, I'm
1: kind of like Billy. Um, if I get mentioned on the pastor's podcast every week, I'm great,
3: <laughs> good, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> That's funny. I have yeah, to figure out something to do in the pub totally this week. I get mentioned the most. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Uh, um, all right, what you I, got. I have Pitbull makes me happier. <clears throat> um, but do you feel worldly? Mm-hmm. Uh, hashtag sounds like Brad and Matt in high school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hashtag some risks associated with it. Mm. Hashtag geek specialties.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Hashtag I've had a boring life. Hashtag, the Bible is decorative. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Hashtag, dressed like a detective. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Hashtag, if you're going to be a patriarchal asshole, at least be smart about it. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Hashtag, literal dumb luck. Mm -hmm. Hashtag, gee, thanks, now I know I'm worthless. Mm. And hashtag, challenge Becky for the title. (laughs) (laughs) What do
1: you have, Mikey? Um, I have. I don't. I really don't have many this week. Oh, like, interesting. Week, yeah, I have hashtag from some midwestern state. <laughs> hashtag More layers. <laughs> hashtag Do you feel worldly? Which we all had some variation of that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: hashtag Attenborough doubleheader.
0: <laughs>
1: hashtag The males deflate. <laughs> the
0: males deflate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i kind of like that one too I do. hashtag i love my cancer <laughs> no. i don't think we're going to use that one but no. when it was said i'm like yeah i'm gonna write that one down <laughs> hashtag joe biden geek <laughs> hashtag tried to make my testimony exciting hashtag we don't read the bible (laughs) and then hashtag the bible is decorative Mm. hashtag dress like a detective Mm -hmm. hashtag hot shit shit. (laughs) (laughs) hashtag this is my day off (laughs) hashtag I'm coloring my hair how dare you (laughs) hashtag the stars were aligned (laughs) hashtag throat punch (laughs) hashtag privilege prick (laughs) and hashtag just because I'm functioning doesn't mean I'm better
3: oh I like that
0: I mean
1: I really like the males deflate
3: (laughs) yeah I like I think that's
2: my favorite
3: I like that one and Threw up in his own house. Yes, <laughs> but I think the male's display is better.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> fabulous, fabulous. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so um, if you have listened to this whole uh, in, this podcast, in, in, man, I cannot like. I'm a glass and a half of wine here, so let's drink. Okay. If you've listened to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on social media at Twisted Sisters with the hashtag The Males Deflate. <laughs> I'm at Becky. No, I'm not. I'm at Seville
3: NMD Becky. I am at Don't Say Polly, and I am at Ukulele Tracy. <laughs> we will talk with you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.